Joining you in the studio tonight, you've got Ian. Peakless Mountaineer. And the Lord Reverend Dr. Captain Kickass is also here. And so, of course, you can bring up anything you want. That's the point of the program. We always bring stuff in that we think you're going to find interesting. And, you know, one of the things that has kind of been a, a bit of a tradition on the air here on Free Talk Live is when Black Friday comes around, which, of course, for those that don't know, Black Friday is the, the big shopping day. Every single year, the day after Thanksgiving, they call it Black Friday because they say that's the day then when the retailers get into the black as far as now they're a profitable entity. Now, oh, I, don't know if I, I thought, believe that. I but. thought they were just taking advantage of minorities by ripping them off. <laughs> no. I thought it was named after the... Uh, <clears throat> I thought it was named after the tendency of people to get trampled while shopping. <laughs> no, nope, black nope. and blue Friday is what nope. that would be. In fact, you know, one of the uh, things that we do kind of look at is, well, were there any fights? You know, how crazy uh, was Black Friday? Because historically, there's always been just craziness outside of and inside of uh, the various different stores. People trampling uh, people, people fighting over some. And you know, most chocolate. importantly, have people learned to turn their cell phones sideways? To get the widescreen footage. footage. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's it's an It's not most importantly, but, you know. That is an important thing, though, uh, Captain, although these days there's so many people viewing video on cell phones, you can't really blame somebody for fil- filming vertically when that's probably how most people are actually yes, going I to Yes, I can. I can blame them. <laughs> Don't tell me what I can do and what well, I can't do. I'm with you on this one, Captain. I actually <laughs> like widescreen myself. I prefer the wide format. Than, I, re- I realize uh, not all phones do the auto thing when you do tilt it. They don't? No. The question is, do, yeah, not the older phones. How many of these shopping disasters are going to get caught on camera by boomers? Because that tends to be know. the difference. How on, many are uh, caused by boomers? Mm. Right? Like, it's my experience anyway, I, you know, when I was growing up that the, the boomers were the ones that were all crazed about the Christmas shopping. We gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta leave Thanksgiving dinner early so we can go shopping. Right? Like, oh my God. Well, like, they do seem to me more likely to uh, actually go out to the stores on Friday rather than wait until Cyber Monday. Yeah, I think uh, I'm, what am I, Gen X? Uh, I think I, I'm far more inclined to just not go anywhere. And if I'm going to shop, do some online stuff. I actually have you though. Have you done Black Friday? I have, before? and I will never do it again. <laughs> like seriously, why? Like, why was it so bad? It's just oh my gosh. Think of all the people you know and realize that half of them are below average intelligence, right? So you've got the lowest common denominator. Mm, not the people. people I know. I, okay, <laughs> you've got but. If you go to these shopping malls, because like when I was growing up, shopping malls were like all the rage, right? And you go to these shopping malls, and then they get packed to capacity on things like Black Friday because everything is on sale, right? Supposedly. And so you're trying to like, I don't know, it's worse than going to a bad concert because you got to wait in line for certain stores or even to get into the mall in the first place. You know, there's some sort of security guy or somebody directing the people traffic, you know, how to, you know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you're bumping into people constantly. you got to th- think about pickpockets and stuff in crowded mm-hmm. situations. It's a security concern for me personally, right? I don't carry, like, a lot of cash on me, but also, like, I've lost my wallet before, and it sucks when you have you to go. You from a pickpocket read- or you just left it somewhere mm-hmm. you didn't remember? Uh, uh, I'm I'm pretty sure I was picked. Oof. Yeah. Do you wear do you wear it in the back pocket? No. No, oh, that's really hard to do to pick out of a front I mean, pocket. I, I did and I no longer do. Ah, because were of you, this. Were you wearing it in the back pocket at I the was, time you yes. lost it? Okay, yes. then yeah, you could have been picked for sure. Yeah. 
For sure. But it's just a, a horrible experience because everybody's uh, individuals, when you put them into a, a shopping situation and everybody's crowded together, mm-hmm. everybody gets self-centered on their experience, you know, there's supposed to be a holiday spirit going around. We're right. like, oh, excuse me. Oh, no, you go first. And, you know, this kind of a thing. I saw none of that. I saw, hey, buddy, watch it. You bumped into my daughter's present. And you might break it. And, you know, this kind of stuff. And people just start getting, you know, self-centered about they're on a mission. Mm-hmm. They're just trying to get in, finish their mission and get out. Got to beat everybody uh, else and, to the, right. the and, prize. And so it's, it is, it's like. I don't know if you guys remember these old like game shows on TV where they'd put a bunch of cash swirling in like a, a tube and they'd mm-hmm. o- open the door and you could get in there and like try yeah, to grab. I remember. That's what Black Friday reminds me of. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of people <laughs> going to grab and all this cash. I got to get as much as I can. And then, you know, trying to get out and I, I don't know. I, so I don't I, want any part of it. I totally understand why you would want to want to go to the store while there's still a, a fair uh, selection and while of, all of the uh, the best sales are going on. Yeah. What I don't get is why people will get into these giant mobs. Like, uh, when the mall is about to open and there's this huge mob of people just waiting at the entrance, it's like, why would you do that? Like, don't... Have you discounts. not seen the footage? There was uh, somebody like, online who... Wait, wait one minute. Like but somebody might beat me to the thing. Well, also, you won't get trampled to death. <laughs> but the TV. I mean... I could get a TV for $200. I, I remember when this started. You know, if, or if, die. if I'm going to roll the dice on <laughs> trampled to death for a television, I would skip that. When I but first... I, it, it, it's the same sort of thing where, like, when someone is, like, six inches from your bumper, I'm like, what is wrong with you? Right. What are you gaining from yeah. doing this? Like, well, I might get to my destination a whole two seconds earlier. Not even that. And die, you know. Yeah. Both yeah. of those are possible. Uh, when I first started noticing or paying attention to the Black Friday craziness that that goes on was around the old Cabbage Patch days. Cabbage Patch Kids. Cabbage Patch in, Kids. Uh, the, the dolls, 80s. specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and... That's when we started seeing, you know, the the video footage of people, you know, the mob. You know, was looks, that when it started? That, to me, that's when mm-hmm. I first. That's my first memory of like going something's not right here with this Black Friday stuff. If like mm-hmm. this is what's happening, right? And of course, everybody was blaming the popularity of Cabbage Patch dolls and parents like desire to get one because it's the hottest gift of the year or something. But I started going, something's just wrong with Black Friday if this is happening. You know, like it, I don't think it should even be a thing, really. It, it is a thing. I understand that retailers, you know, find it the most important day of the year and all that kind of stuff, but I just, I'll, I'll have none of it. Thank you. Especially when stuff like Amazon came along, Cyber Monday started becoming a thing in the, you know, late 90s, early aughts, you know, and then, oh, you mean I can just go online and point and click and it's shipped to my door? Sweet. I'll have some of that. Yes, please. Thank you. Yeah, it is interesting to look at, you know, just from like the study of humans and crowds and how they behave and, you know, what their motivations are. And it's been it's been interesting to kind of look at over the years. And yesterday, normally we talk about it on Black Friday because we do an evening show. So, you know, the bulk of the shopping craze is over by the time we do the show. And I I realized last night, like, wow, we didn't even talk about it. (laughs) Um, They didn't have, like, the headlines weren't bursting forth about all the crazy fights or whatever. Usually you can't really avoid it. And so when I searched for it after the show, there was, like, just there was one story about a shooting in, like, North Carolina at at some place. But there wasn't, like, a ton of stories. 
and that maybe because fewer people were actually shopping. I was going to say, do you think it's related to you know the government's response to COVID? You know, the whole lockdown thing, the whole masking thing. Do you think people are not as willing to crowd as they have been in past years because of that? Well, that's why I went to uh, to look at the numbers, right? Because they always have the numbers, whether there's fights or not. And usually there's fights. They always, you know, give you the re- the, uh, the run up against, well, how did this Black Friday compare to last year, yeah. previous years? And according to CNBC, traffic at retail stores on this Black Friday dropped 28.3% compared with 2019 levels. So it was big, obviously, before COVID, and now it's down 28.3%. However, it is up 47.5% compared with last year. So obviously a huge drop in 2020, uh, recovered quite a bit from 2020, but still nowhere near. Right, well, 2020 being the height of the propagandemic, of course. Yeah, I was surprised that I didn't hear any messages about, like, really consider staying at home this this year, guys. Uh, because of the super spreader event that uh, shopping could be or something. Yeah, I'm surprised that we didn't hear that. It must have been out there. We I'm sure just... somebody said it. I just didn't hear it anywhere. So, in fact, uh, right now they're they're locking down again, or in some places they are. New, uh, New York's governor is now declaring a state of emergency. Sure. So the whole process is starting over again because of the Omicron so-called variant of COVID. But we can talk more about Black Friday. If you want to share your experience, you're welcome to join us here. 603-283-6160. anything crazy i don't think there was much crazy going on out there because when i looked for black friday fights last night i didn't see anything except for a sh- one shooting at north carolina uh, at a mall down there and a lot of times the shootings aren't really like black friday related it's just somebody sees somebody that like though they owe money or something like that and oops sorry about that captain try that again uh, I've been silenced. Yeah, and uh, so I, I didn't look at the details of the shooting, but there's a story at the Sun, which is one of those kind of tabloidy publications. Yeah, and I, and it says Friday frenzy inside worst Black Friday violence from Walmart worker trampled to death to shooting at Toys R Us. And I'm like Toys R Us. Didn't they close all the Toys R Us? And then as I'm looking further into mm-hmm. the story, it's not even stuff from this year. It's just like. The worst of the worst kind of retrospective. Oh, the, the highlights. Yeah. We just said it was the worst. I, I right. remembered, though, uh, during the, the break just now, uh, another reason why I, I sort of hate the Black Friday, and that's I did work in a shopping mall in the food court mm-hmm. in uh, a place that makes, uh, you know, like steak sandwiches, cheesesteaks, or, you know, chicken sandwich, that kind of, you know, subs, right? Hot subs. And the, literally the hardest I've ever worked was during like sort of the post Thanksgiving Black Friday that weekend. Yeah, you're nonstop. Nonstop. Uh, I learned some things though. I had a pretty good like manager. Uh, like he took it upon himself because the lines people would line up and that kind of a thing. And he was like, "Well, we're going to lose revenue if people just sort of like see the line over there yeah, getting shorter." So he went out with like an order pad mm-hmm. and started taking people's orders in advance. 
right? So there was a big line lining mm-hmm. up in front of our shop or whatever, right? And so he just started taking pe- and then handed them, you know, a copy of their card, like okay, you know, and then he'd bring the orders back to us so we could be ahead of the game. Nice. People in the back could be prepping up for whatever the next stuff is going to be, making sure the front line had enough stuff because it was a bit of a show. You would cook the stuff in front of the people, sure. with like yeah. a big old glass sneeze guard, and yep. you know, you do like uh, you know things like flipping the spatulas and you know just fun stuff to entertain yeah. the crowd. Uh, so, but living through that, like I can't, like I worked a couple of doubles, you know, open to close kind of thing. Brutal. I was exhausted. People, of course, a lot of people were nice, but like a lot of people, not so nice. You know, you got the order wrong, damn it. You know, and like. They're not having any of it on, the, on this Christmas. They had a bad day because they didn't get the toy, and now they're going right. to take it out on you. Uh, we can continue the discussion on Black Friday, but first, we got Paul on the line in California. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Paul. Yes, I just was wondering, because I looked up Bonnie on Free Talk Live on Internet. I was wondering, she's, it looks like you've been raided. I was curious as to the history, why you keep getting raided, or what are they looking for, please? Uh, well, we were raided earlier this year. Uh, that happened on March 16th, and they took a bunch of computers. They arrested me. They arrested five other people. Uh, to, I think they did like four different raids all at the same time at 6 in the morning, uh, 10 degrees outside. There's a video up over at thecrypto6.com, which will give you a kind of uh, rundown of of what happened. It has to do with uh, with Bitcoin. It has to do with you know, offering Bitcoin to people. Is in, that the new one we were talking about earlier before the show? The new that video? Oh, I don't know if that's there or not. There's okay. also one over at the Ledger YouTube channel that's uh, also very good about us. I don't know if that's up at thecrypto6.com. I don't run that site, and I haven't been there recently. Uh, but uh, that's where you can go to check it out and learn more about it. And it was absolutely ridiculous with dozens of armed men smashing in doors smashing in windows you know pointing guns at people all over bitcoin so does that answer your question obviously there's a lot of details but you know we don't have time to get into all that well so i assume you all got rich of bitcoin well i don't know what you can assume or why you would assume that <laughs> well okay no i thought there may be more underlying like drug activity or I think they're. I think the feds are full of crap. I think they just don't like you. I mean, I don't know. I, that's why I'm calling to ask. Yeah, no, they're definitely after us. I mean, they've been after us for a long time. They've been investigating the free staters here in Keene, New Hampshire, as long as far back as 2005. Uh, that was the very first time that Dave Ridley had a FBI agent visit the trailer that he was living in in Keene at the time. And uh, that agent, uh, Phil Christiana, has continued to uh, to poke and to prod and to arrest and to, you know, likely send undercover agents uh, into our midst to try to, you know, catch people for various different things. And and, you know, I suspect the reason for this is because they see the Free State Project as a threat. Uh, they see the idea of libertarians moving to the same geographic area and actually getting into positions of uh, you know influence, which hadn't happened, by the way, in 2005. There was no free staters that had been elected right. to, to anything at that point. But they're like, oh, libertarians are actually, oh, crap, they've got a good strategy now. We better keep an eye on these people. And so they've been looking well, for a long time. And there's, there's also the fact that this was a really effective way of targeting this show in particular without appearing to target this show. Right. Mm-hmm. Because okay, so you've you've taken on you've taken out uh, our our top uh, tech people, 
and you've also pulled the the wires out of our stacks so we don't have the people to fix it and we have a problem that you caused but it doesn't look like you were just trying to sabotage us oh no you are arresting people for uh, not doing the right things with this uh, bitcoin that you think they should have been doing i just looked at the crypto6.com for the caller there are two videos there's the one that's been up there for some time and then also uh the new hampshire bitcoin believers video is up there as well that's good that's a really good one i wanted to follow up if i may what about fed coin what when is the dollar going to convert to crypto to to digital currency well that's a good question and it is something the federal government gang has been looking at they've been you know producing reports about uh, these what they call central bank digital currencies, and I'm glad you corrected yourself, Paul, because they are not cryptocurrencies. They're not cryptographically sound or secure in any way, shape, or form. They are completely centrally controlled. The ones that do exist around the world in Nigeria, I believe, is, if not the first, one of the first countries on the planet to uh, to actually issue one of these things. And uh, they are completely controlled by the central bank. And I think they're going to do this, but they have yet to say that they're going to do this. They are being pushed back against by the bankers. So, you know, for once, it's something you can agree with the bankers on, basically, is like the bankers see this as a loss because they will likely lose a lot of business because essentially it would convert the Federal Reserve into the uh, de facto bank for all individuals. Yeah, Is it a loss or a threat? If someone has couple $10,000 under their mattress, what should they do with their cash? Are you asking in the event of the federal government creating a central bank digital currency? Hmm. Yeah, well, I think what they will do, and and Paul, thank you for the call and the good good question uh, Mm -hmm. tonight there. I think what they're going to do is likely they will have a grace period of some sort. So they will say, all right, we are announcing the digital dollar, and you can get a digital dollar account with the Federal Reserve if you want to receive your tax refund, if you want to receive uh, your welfare payments, if you want to receive any money from the federal government will be dispersed to your Federal Reserve account. Right. So here's how you sign up for it. Yeah. Okay, we're gonna as, your- far as, as far as what to do, in that situation, personally, I would hold on to it because of the increasing rarity of physical bills in that situation. But what they're going to do is they're going to they're going to wipe them out eventually, and they will... Re- It'll be over years, right? Like, it's not going to be a month time frame. It'll it's, be years. It's coming. I've seen places already go cashless. Yeah, and they're going to say, all right, well, you got this amount of time. you got to switch all your bills into the digital currency. So the best thing you could do probably would be to get some crypto. More coming up. Free Talk Live. When Monster Hunter International discovers one of Isaac Newton's wardstones being auctioned off, they decide to steal it and use it to destroy the Chaos God once and for all. But a mysterious thief upends their plan, and it soon becomes a race against time as something much older and infinitely more evil awakens in the jungles of South America. Monster Hunter Bloodlines by New York Times bestselling author Larry Korea and Bain Books. Visit MonsterHunterNation.com for more. It's Free Talk Live, live Saturday show. Joining you in the studio tonight is Ian. Nicholas Mountaineer. And the captain. The number, if you want to join us, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We were just talking about some general statements about Black Fridays. 
past and present and comparing one to the next. And we can come back to that. But then we just got a call in about the uh, the FBI targeting liberty-minded folks, specifically this show and the Libertarians in Keene for many years. The Crypto 6 raid was just the latest in a long series of intimidations and or outright attacks yeah. against uh, liberty people our co-host nobody this is actually the second time he was arrested due to uh, the fbi meddling in our affairs out here and the first time he went to jail for a year for selling cannabis in Keene, which is something you wouldn't expect the fbi to be involved in because it was not crossing borders or anything like that. Right. It was a local so-called crime. But there they were. But there they were, and they wanted him to wear a wire into the Keene Activist Center was why they got involved. They figured oh, they could Jesus. put the pressure on him and that he would crack, and he didn't because he left Liberty and doesn't want to you know, work for the cops. And so he put himself on the line for that, was facing up to 100 years in prison on those drug sales charges. Could have had him dropped if he would just, you know, done whatever the FBI wanted him to do. Right, right. Um, but he didn't, so he ended up going to trial and sadly was convicted. And luckily, only spent a year uh, behind bars instead of 100 of them. But and, uh, and one thing I wanted to mention is that even the people who aren't accused in this particular case have uh, felt some of the brunt of the situation. So yes. like uh, Melanie, who uh, was a, a former host up here, uh, she can't be involved in this anymore and she can't be involved in a lot of the social events because uh, either you or nobody will be uh, planning on going to those events. Right. And we're and prohibited she, from speaking with her right. as well as Mark Edge, right. who exactly. is the longest running host on the show mm-hmm. you know, besides me. Yeah. Uh, basically, he and I aren't allowed to speak by these ridiculous bail conditions. Right. Why? Because they, quote, might call them as witnesses. Yeah, without specifically targeting the this show, Free Talk Live. The what is it, talker number twenty five talk show in the U.S. According to the heavy hundred, the heavy hundred, whatever you know. Uh, And as far as I'm aware, the only really freedom oriented radio program that's broadcast like we are, right? Yeah, national, almost a couple hundred, you know, nationally syndicated show. Uh, For them to target us says a lot about their level of fear when it comes to not only the content that we're broadcasting, but particularly when we talk about cryptocurrencies, because cryptocurrency has the ability to overtake bureaucracy as a whole. And and what I mean by that is everybody currently looks to the organization known as government as sort of the official record keeper, right? Uh, Mm -hmm. You get a title to your car, you pay off your house, and you get the title. You know, all this stuff comes from the government. It's officially, you're on the right, your marriage license, you know, all that stuff. Cryptocurrency or the technology behind it, the blockchain, has the ability to replace all of it, all of that bureaucracy, yeah. and become the official record of the entire Earth. I don't really yeah. think that they're that much concerned with the record keeping aspect of it. No, but, but once they you... really don't oh, want to lose disagree. their, they really don't want to lose their money. That's right. where well, the power. For one thing, those are the same thing. Because if I'm keeping all of the records of transactions, then I get to change them whichever way I want. Sure, and and. Part of the whole part of the whole purpose of creating this uh, central bank digital currency is to maintain their status as both the the people that print the money mm-hmm. and the people that keep the records of the money. Right, right. As uh, the United States uh, people who live in the area known as the United States that are paying taxes, and those taxes are you know they're obviously in debt to fund all of their wars. Since I've been alive, all of their, even the undeclared word, the kinetic military action and, you know, all this kind of thing. If that bill was, like, due 
like as it happened, mm-hmm. well, war would be over tomorrow. Well, actually, had oh, to yeah. pay for them, right? But yeah. because they mm, connive and otherwise hide their financial well, because discretions, they, they they export the uh, the depreciation of the dollar. They export that to every country on the earth. Yes. And also uh, saddling the unborn with debt mm-hmm. uh, to finance their wars. So if all of that came due just as it was happening, oh, the people would be angry and they'd be like, no, we're not paying this. No, you, you guys go F yourselves. You know, this is not happening. But because they do it in such a way that's hidden, that most of the common people don't quite get, people who are economically illiterate or haven't looked into how government treats money, what fractional reserve lending is, or reserve lending now, they've sort of taken away the fractional part. But if you don't know how these things work, go get yourself an education. Go look up these terms. uh, Watch some videos, you know, read some books, whatever it is. Uh, Once you figure out how they're manipulating the money supply and how they keep control over not only you, but they keep bombing other people in faraway lands whom you've never met, you're going to be pretty angry. Now, uh, to, uh, to specifically point out why they're not just keeping their ability to print this money, but to keep the records. If they just wanted the ability to print this and for that to maintain its power, then they would be right behind all of the the tethered currencies. Any of the any of the cryptocurrencies that are tethered to the U.S. dollar, USDC, right, stable coins. USDT, all that. Yeah, stable coins. Yeah, they would they would push the the stable coins if what they wanted was just the ability to print the dollar and for it to be, have value. Then they would at least carve out exceptions for these stable coins, if not put, if not I- encourage people's usage. But they don't just want to be able to print dollars that have value. They also want to keep the records of who has what. Absolutely. I was just saying that the records of like tax records and housing and all that, that pales in comparison to control over money. That's to the federal government. Like the federal government doesn't run the county department that keeps the the housing records right like who owns what properties they don't their hands aren't in that that doesn't give them any power or lose them any power if all of a sudden cryptocurrency is how house titles get transferred so that's all that's all i was saying to have the control over money means they have the control over everything and the thing they don't like about stable coins is it actually takes the dollar out of their control even further because you can send stable coins to somebody just as easy as you can send a bitcoin payment Mm -hmm. and they're used to people having if you want to send somebody a dollar or whatever you have to go through know your customer process you have to jump through hoops you got to show id you got to you know stand in line at a bank or go to western union or whatever all of the banking regulations that they've uh, built up over over a century at this yeah, point so the stable coins have been a work around that and now they're targeting the stable coin companies for regulations that have yet to be announced but they're well, they're looking at that and there's also the point where okay so let's say the cia loses a billion dollars whoops just don't know where it went you can do that if they're keeping the records sure whereas if this was being done on a blockchain if this was being done on a stable coin that would be literally impossible to do yes, yep, because right. we can just look into the records and go you didn't lose it it, it went to this account. Yeah, so the central bank is to actually give them, as you're saying, more control. Because right now, there's all these sort of 
uh, I don't know what the right word of this, sort of franchise banks, if you will. Yeah. Like all the banks out there, they're not really independent. They all rely the on the banks. federal right. They all rely on the federal government. Yeah, one employee's different from another. Yeah, the you know the chairs might be set up differently in the lobby, mm-hmm. but ultimately they all pretty much have the same plan and mm-hmm. they get approved by the the federal government. So to create a central bank digital currency actually cuts those or could cut those banks completely out of the picture. It would make them superfluous essentially. It's like, "Oh, well, now the central bank has your account. Now you do business directly with them. You don't need to go through these intermediaries anymore." And that gives them total awareness of every transaction that you would ever do and yes. of course the ability to freeze you out and you know extract money from you even easier than having to pick up the phone and tell the bank to freeze your account right like so there's more steps involved in that and this gives them total control and that's the thing they are fighting against our actual abilities at this point i mean this is kind of a new thing for them they've never had to deal with people actually being able to in a decentralized way <laughs> it, completely uh, uh just rival all of their power it yeah. is so hilarious to me that We get to see it in our time. We get to see somebody invented a better version of currency. And they can't even find him or her. Right. They don't even know know, who that's And And we we don't don't even know how much better it's going to be. And we don't have to organize to fight them or anything. Everyone can just do their own little thing, and the collective force of that can actually bring down the Federal Reserve. Hillary Clinton is now on the attack against cryptocurrency. We read quotes from her last night saying saying things like, they're running out of time, talking about the government. Mm Mm-hmm. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Yes, it's Free Talk Live. The phones are open if you want to join us here. And you can bring up whatever you want here on Free Talk Live. Number 603-283-6160. I, you know, hadn't intended to talk about central bank digital currencies tonight, but it's an interesting topic, and somebody brought it up, and that's the way this show works. You call in, you bring up a thing. We sometimes go in a completely different direction because of your call. Uh, and I actually do have a story here about the Central Bank of Nigeria and some of the uh, shenanigans they've been up to since launching their central bank digital currency. We'll share that with you coming up. But first, it's Ian here with you. Beakless Mountaineer. And the captain. And if you're ready to learn about cryptocurrency like Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash, get on over to Bitcoin.com. It's a great place to go to get the basics. You can click Get Started at the top of the page. And then it'll link you over to some introductory videos. If you're cut, you know, if you're uh, pressed for time, just watch the first one. It'll take you three minutes, and you'll get some of the basics down about what is it that makes cryptocurrency different from that old government money that we've been using for so long, and why is it time to make the switch? Uh, go to Bitcoin.com, click Get Started, and get into this because this is a topic that is going to likely become more and more relevant. I mean, if you needed yeah. any other reason to do this, you just got it this week with Hillary Clinton. Coming out on the attack, going on the record against not just Bitcoin, but against cryptocurrencies. Right. We read some of the quotes from it on last night's show. So if you missed that, go grab that over at freetalklive.com. You can download it uh, from the right there from the front page. But if you know if Hillary is attacking cryptocurrency, it's something you ought to take some time and learn about. Well, and from what I was reading of uh, of her statements, she's quite astute. Like, these are all fair criticisms. I mean, yes. Oh, I the, beg to differ. She well, knows it's a danger to their system. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the the this is endangering the global uh, uh, 
the global currency market as it exists today is certainly in danger because of cryptocurrency. And when you say that, you the, mean the government currencies. Yes, the destabilization of uh, uh, of the oppressive systems that are, you know, murdering so many people today right. are certainly in danger right now. Yeah, so if you support murder and war like Hillary Clinton, you want to attack cryptocurrency because it is a threat to the status quo. I'm sorry, I see what you're saying now. I just, like, for a politician to come out and go, Oh, Bitcoin could possibly tank the economy. No, that's not what's going to happen. Uh, Bitcoin could possibly replace the economy. Right. But it was indeed the politicians. Oh, was she saying it would tank the economy? Or it's possible that it could, you know, spell she doom say for the economy. Explicitly, or, yeah. but, you know, she sort of combines the idea of the nation state's health with the health of the economy in a way. I don't have the, the quote in front of me, but let me go to Ace. He's on the line here calling from somewhere in the U.S. Uh, listening online. Go ahead, Ace. Oh, hello there. What's on uh, your mind? It's my first time watching and first time calling. I just Welcome. told them you guys were talking about inflation, something I've been thinking a lot about recently. Thank you. So just a reminder, calling, since you are calling from the internet, we are doing a broadcast radio show, so make sure you keep your language broadcast appropriate. But please, go ahead with your thoughts. Oh, wonderful. Okay. So, yeah, uh, I, just, I've been thinking, I was thinking to talk to you guys a lot about this, and as I've been listening more, it seems like you guys may actually be more on the lines of what I was thinking already. So I was really thinking a lot about the fact that if we are going to end up going in this direction of inflating our currency, essentially, so like, wouldn't we be more interested in going and taking our currency and putting it into something more of like a stable cryptocurrency or some other country's? LRN.FM. That sounded like a mistake, but uh, we can't. Let that go. Uh, so thank you for the call tonight. He, he was talking about you know the idea of putting your value, the money that you've earned, into something that's not the U.S. dollar. He was sort of seeing that uh, inflation is a thing, and you know they're definitely doing that. It's not like they're, gonna, they're planning it. It's happening, and they're well, going to continue it. And he's like, if we continue to inflate the dollar, okay, at this point, it is impossible it is both politically and and fiscally, monetarily, it is all completely impossible to move in any other direction than inflating the U.S. Right. dollar. Yes. And they've been doing it, well, as long as I've been alive, if not longer. They're just ramping it up now. Right. And it's unlikely that they're going to slow it down. So to get back to Hitler's comments and stuff, uh, it is surprising to me. Not surprising, Well, I, well, I, I want to get back to that, but I want to address more about what he said first. Okay. And that is, no, you don't want to put your, in my opinion, and I'm not a financial expert or whatever, and not that they know anything either, but you want to stay away from the government monies. Because the thing you have to remember is... The euro isn't a safe place, right. and the Japanese yen isn't a safe place, and none of these other government monies are safe because they're all being inflated. Mm-hmm. This is the policy of the central banks around the world. Every one of them has the same exact policy. You just know how it is here because you're living here. Right. You don't know how it is in the other places. So all of them are on a race to the bottom, yep. and if one of them happens to trade stronger against the U.S., dollar today it could change tomorrow right. and since they're all going down it's a matter of okay well this is comparing well to all these other ones but they're also getting tanked whereas now you have something that's actually stable so you can compare all of these currencies as a whole to something that uh, increases in value instead of decreasing in value over time and if you're a fan of competition particularly in the free market 
you take a look at the number of countries that exist somewhere around 200 countries exist mm-hmm. on planet earth there's less than 200 currencies because a bunch of those countries use other countries currencies like El Salvador. so let's just say there's you know for round number let's just say there's 200 currencies just for round numbers uh and then you look at the cryptocurrency market there's thousands mm-hmm. of yes. currencies which yeah. market is more likely to weather a storm mm-hmm. Well, Mm -hmm. and you could have found all of this stuff out if we were still spending gold as money, but we haven't been spending gold as money for a long time. And that's what's what's kept it from being comparable in this way. Whereas cryptocurrency, you can buy goods and services with. In fact, I've been given some crap recently by some folks in our community about spending crypto and I, I told them and, you know, I'll tell everybody who's listening. I have now gotten to a point, and I'm not saying you should do this in any way, shape, or form, uh, any of the listeners, but I'm to a point now where 100% of my USD that I, I take in mm-hmm. from whatever I do outside of, you know, for my day job and that yep. kind of stuff, it all goes into crypto. 100% That's of awesome. it. 100% of it goes into crypto. That is so, awesome. so is that because you've got one of the debit cards and that helps you kind of pay those unusual bills that you got to pay with dollars? Correct. Yeah. And I also live in Keene, New Hampshire. Right. Which, you know, there's some places around here that I like to frequent because they do accept the cryptocurrencies One and that of kind of a thing. the cities on the planet for that. And so it just so happens that I'm able. Now, I'm kind of historically a bit of an early adopter. Like mm-hmm. I was on the email before most people were. I was on the cell phone before most people were, that kind of a thing. I, I'm, you know, I'm old now. So like the technology moves way faster than yeah. I can. But when it comes to the cryptocurrency, I feel like if a guy can do a thing, he should, right? Or at least I was able to see this. I'm like, you know, I think that I'm at a point because I have these spending mechanisms mm-hmm. where I can I can gas up my car, I can go to the grocery store. Doesn't matter if they have a sign out there that says Bit- we accept Bitcoin or not. Because you right? got a crypto I have, debit card. I have a, a mechanism now that I can spend crypto. And with the crypto market doing what it's doing, which, yeah, it's got its ebbs and flows, but over the, the long term, it's still going up, 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 and up. And I don't think it's going to stop doing that for at least several years. It's my personal opinion. I'm not a you know lawyer. I'm I not want to talk e- about economist. this further, the idea of living on crypto, because yeah. it's cool that you're doing this now, and there aren't enough people that are doing this that have taken that step. Uh, but one guy, Joel Valenzuela, you ought to talk to him because he's been doing this now for eight years, wow. where literally he's been living his entire life on crypto he takes no, he has no fiat yeah. to his name uh, but let's go to jay he's in washington state jay you're on free talk live hi guys you guys are talking about uh black friday violence and yeah. how there wasn't much well we had a uh shooting at a walmart where a guy stole some stuff chased, what did you do jay by the lot. i didn't <laughs> i didn't i'm just I was kidding at the time so what but happened? It's from kind of from your neck of the woods. He stole something from the Kennewick Walmart, ran out, lost prevention, chased him. He decided it'd be a good idea to shoot at lost prevention, not knowing that uh, he was armed and uh, got shot back. Uh, wow. Wow. So okay, this was it, Walmart? It, yeah. You said? This was a Walmart. In he Kennewick? Stealing from Walmart in Kennewick. Where, where is Kennewick? Is that Washington? Is. That's the east side of Washington, Tri-Cities. right? Tri-Cities. It's uh, by a big nuclear reactor in the middle of uh, the middle of eastern Washington. Wow. Now, this was but, actually uh, yeah, during Black out. Friday, so uh, this was just a straight-up yeah. robbery, though, right? Like, this guy was just a thug. Shoplifting, he ran out. Yeah. He was a thug, ran out, 
Loss Prevention chased him. They didn't know he was armed. He shot at Loss yeah. Prevention, missed. Loss Prevention pulled out his gun and shot him once. Wow. He lived, but they went and tracked him down at the house. Jay, thanks for calling and sharing that story tonight. I'm not going to count that as a uh, as a Black Friday crazy story because, I mean, that can happen any old day. There's shoplifters yeah. every day in the world of retail, and this one was particularly dramatic. And what a dumb day to be a, be a shoplifter, right? Like the day where Loss Prevention's got extra people on watching, you know, yeah. as many any places as possible. Thanks, though, Jay. I appreciate the story. Thanks for the call. The number is 603-283-6160. Sounds like he got what he deserved, though. So uh, karma came right back at him. Uh, 603-283-6160. You can take control of the airways. We'll talk more about living on crypto, and you can bring up whatever's on your mind as well. Coming up here on Free Talk Live, Hour 2, coming up. Is your broken heart stopping you from being authentically happy? My name is Jeremy West, and for a limited time, I am running a free online class to teach you what most people don't know about how to deal with your feelings, the simple way to deal with your negative thinking, the key to breaking your unhealthy relationship patterns, and so much more. No more feeling like a failure who will never find true love. No more self-medicating and ending up feeling even more miserable. And no more feeling like you'll never be someone who deserves an amazing partner. Sound good? You'll discover a new way to finally feel validated and loved, to stop trying to get your self-worth from the very people who tear it down, and to put you in control of your own happiness so you never surrender that control to another person again in as little as eight weeks. Register now for my free online class at beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class. That's beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class. Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. We're kicking off the second hour of this live Saturday episode. The number for you to join us, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We started out talking about Black Friday and ended up getting a call about cryptocurrency, specifically central bank digital currencies, which is not the same thing as a cryptocurrency. And that led into Hillary Clinton versus crypto, and who knows where we're going to go next. But we've got all kinds of stuff to talk about, including uh, the New York governor instituting a lockdown. Or Sorry, not lockdown, but I bet that's coming. Uh, she's instituted a state of emergency due to the Omicron so-called Wait, variant. Their state of emergency ended? Yeah, right? Shocker. Lockdown 2 in 3D. Lockdown yeah. harder. So, but first we're going to go to your phone calls and thoughts here. We got to start things out in hour two. Padreg is on the line listening in hey. New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Padreg. Gentlemen, first off, let me start out with saying that Joe Biden must be a racist. He needs how he's banned all the travel from Africa america yeah you know how joe biden and uh kamala harris and the mainstream media attacked donald trump for doing the exact same thing except to the middle east and i think nigeria no it was actually africa was it africa oh okay yeah i've read the quote from from joe biden regarding trump and his uh, ban on travel to africa right like the quote is literally about banning travel to africa and how trump's a racist because he's banned blah 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 we read actually some of the old quotes from biden and harris last night where they just laid into trump for this how it was un-american and blah 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 and now they're doing the exact same and my favorite part about this is that african is actually race whereas muslim is not a race 
So, I mean, uh, Trump got got called a racist for making a Muslim ban, including the fact that one of those countries was not an Arabic country. Ahead, you know, all they got to go is don't go, they just have to go down and join the caravan coming up from Guatemala. Well, I don't think that anybody should be banned from coming into the United States. So whether you come in from Guatemala or, you know, China or whatever, if you want more freedom, you ought to you are somebody that should be here, uh, in my opinion. And so it just goes to show that Joe Biden is just like Donald Trump. And that's not the only story about how Biden is once again doing exactly what uh, Trump has been doing. Here's another headline from Axios. Biden is now restarting Trump's Remain in Mexico program. So the uh, well, I guess it's under court orders, but nonetheless, he's he's doing it, and it's not the only thing that uh, that he's been doing. Kids are still in like cages; Trump. they just moved yeah. them to military bases. Uh, you know, they're all the same. All the politicians are the same. Right. Just another empty suit with a different name. Okay, I concur. I do agree with you. All right. Here's my here's my question: Was where did where was the inception of cryptocurrency started from? Because if Hillary, I know a lot of rich people that had a lot of money that they invested in cryptocurrency when it very, very first came out mm-hmm. and it was almost nothing. But poor people don't keep their money in banks and poor people really don't invest in cryptocurrency. I was poor and I did. There was a, a lot of rich people or people with... You do not money. have to be poor or, sorry, rich to invest in cryptocurrency. If you've got... 20 or 50 bucks or whatever laying around you know a lot of poor people drink a lot of beer uh they you know yeah, we, we are only now starting to reach the point where it's rich people investing in this i mean up until recently it was almost exclusively either uh people who were, uh, yeah uh, yep. technologically uh involved or were uh, teenagers in some cases yeah or or saw the 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 political change that could come about this because they're anarchists and libertarians right the the ideologues yeah exactly yeah. Where did the inception come about for cryptocurrency? It's a bit of a it's a bit of a long story. I mean, I'll try to uh, to keep short it short. An- short answer is uh, Halloween two thousand nine. Okay, but there was a lot leading up to that, and oh, yeah. and that is that on the internet for decades there were these. I believe they're called cypherpunks. Cypherpunks, right? Uh, That's a group correct. of uh, you know computer geeks who I don't even know, you know how to describe what their philosophy is, but it's independent, and you know they uh, they want you know privacy. Yeah, they were privacy. And, advocates for what was known as the wild west yeah the internet right don't put your remember the old school internet don't, don't put, put your, your name, name any of your regular information online because it's the wild it's dangerous and like now like what happened to that rule yeah everybody does that now um and so over these decades the cypherpunks were trying to figure out a way to create you know more privacy around finances and ultimately satoshi nakamoto is the name of the person or persons who finally cooked up the solution to allowing the individual to have total control over their own value that they create in life and yeah. that that is bitcoin and that's what was launched at the in january of uh, of 2009 and has become the most successful if you want to call it an investment in the last decade by far nothing even comes close uh, to the success of Bitcoin. And, and it, it's a huge mistake to think, and this is one of the most common mistakes, Padraig, is to think that you have to have $55,000 to buy a, a whole Bitcoin in order to get into Bitcoin. You don't. If you got, like I said, 50 bucks sitting around, 
then you can get into this 20 bucks even depending like you can go to and you don't even need a bank account there are bitcoin vending machines all over the united states in fact the u.s i believe is the country that has more bitcoin vending machines or bitcoin atms as some people call them uh you know like more than any other country. So there's a good chance if you were to go to a website like coinatmradar.com and look up your local area that you will see, hopefully, at least one. And if you're lucky, more than one. Like here in New Hampshire, little old New Hampshire, I think the last time I checked, there were 70 or 80 of these things. And okay, here, can you listen to me for a minute? Please, yeah. Here's my, con- here's my concern. I go around to all these stores. I mean, I, I, I go in the store once in a while. And I see that everybody's got a coin shortage sign out. So I think people are hiding or keeping more of their coins because you can build a ship out of metal, but you can't build a ship out of Bitcoin. And if something happens like an EMP blast or something like that, or the Internet goes down for whatever reason, uh, China sends a hypersonic missile or Russia or whoever, Mm -hmm. something happens to the Internet. We all go down, and the yeah. only thing that you have is what's in your pocket. And yeah. The only thing that yeah, you definitely like don't want to. Uh, you you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket, Padreg. So it certainly would be a bad idea to put all of your value into uh, to cryptocurrency. I think. Uh, I think it wouldn't hurt to have something like gold or silver on hand. Uh, but keeping government pot metal is a waste of space. Holding on to things like government money, like coin, like uh, you know quarters or half dollars or whatever, it's a waste of space. Go yeah. and turn those into gold backs. Or Unless some you have form. a plan for something to do with your zinc, because that's what's in those. Yeah, I mean it's yeah, basically you worthless. Take, you, you guys are right. If you take a penny, a modern day penny, and cut it in half with a pair of scissors or dikes or mm-hmm. whatever, inside it's not copper anymore. That hasn't been for a long time. Right. Uh, and yeah. and the other ones aren't silver anymore. I believe it was 1964 when they stopped doing uh, 90% silver coins. So there used to be. If you if you come across an old, you know, something before 1964 dime or quarter, those are actually worth holding on to because those are like 90% silver. That's actually worth something mm-hmm. and will continue to be worth something likely on into the future. But just holding on to regular old quarters and nickels and dimes, waste of space, yeah. turn those things into to gold and or silver if you don't want now, to get crypto get something like gold backs now what i think is happening well, guys, at, at, at least part sorry you know, I, I hate to interrupt you but you guys are right again because i've been investing in 1943 coins well, there you go what are you gonna say uh what i think uh, is happening with the the coin shortage at least in part is that they're sort of slowly you know uh frog boiling us into uh accepting the central bank digital currency mm-hmm. so like they could make enough coins so that it meets our demand, but they're reducing the amount of coins that they're making, and they'll probably keep doing that and keep doing that, and they'll reduce the amount of bills that are that get printed next, and then there will be a bill shortage. They want to incentivize people to use digital forms of payment that they control. Exactly. Is what they're doing. I think that's much more likely than coins are missing because people are shoving them under their mattress. Thank you, Padraig. I appreciate hearing from you tonight. But look, I, I'm not telling you what to do, okay? I'm just saying if you want to get out of the dollar— 
there are some places you can go that are likely going to be much safer yes. in the future. Gold and silver have historically held their value when compared to inflation over the years. Now, if you look at gold over the last decade, it ain't that impressive as far as you know how much it well, has gone up. And but, even with an EMP, if we get the internet back, there will still be a record of your cryptocurrency. Correct. Bitcoin never goes away as long as somebody's got a copy of the blockchain somewhere, and there are thousands of copies of it. So likely the internet is going to come back even if it goes down at some point. More coming up. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. Phones are open if you want to join us here. Number 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We were just talking about living on cryptocurrency. Captain, you were getting into how you've gone into the point where you're so into crypto, you literally do get 100% of your paycheck in cryptocurrency. Well, I I make it that way, so... You 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 convert yeah i do i do some work uh a 1099 style mm-hmm. and when i get a, a check from that i i do deposit the check into a bank account that's linked to an exchange and then i just convert it all immediately into cryptocurrency i had been doing that mm-hmm. for quite some time doing dollar cost averaging nice. uh, i would take a percentage of my paycheck Whenever I got paid, you know, 10% or whatever, or a dollar, 100 bucks or something like that, every time I got paid, and I would just flip that into cryptocurrency. And it worked out really well. And then, right. uh, you know... Because crypto tends to, doesn't always, but has historically gone up in value over time, whereas you know the dollar's going to go down in yeah, value. It, it has for me in the time that I've been into it, and it's, I guess it's been a decade now. And dollar cost averaging is a very successful, historically has been very successful as far as yeah. people winning at getting into cryptocurrency. Yes. And so it just so happened that, you know, I moved here mm-hmm. and I can, you know, all of a sudden I'm in like a cryptocurrency toy land. I'm like, oh, I can get food. I can get pizza. I can, you know, get you my get your hair fixed. Like, well, uh, <laughs> I don't really do that. But, you know. Well, they do have a barber here. They though. do. Yeah. I can go to the corner news shop and, you know, get all sorts of stuff there. Mm-hmm. You know, not just the newspaper. But, you know, so I'm like playing around with this stuff. I did an experiment a while ago where I lived like an entire week off of cryptocurrency just using the places that accept it directly. Right, using you know my wallet and, and that kind of a thing, and I'm like, oh, that was fun, and I did it. It was a little difficult because you can't do like regular grocery shopping, you know, you can't just go into a large grocery not store directly, not directly. But you know, so it was a little difficult to only live off of just the small businesses mm-hmm. here in the Keene area that are directly accepting cryptocurrency. So I did that, and then you know, technology evolves. Somebody's offering one of these crypto debit cards. I went and got one just to see what it was like. And, you know, I wanted to feel the joy of, you know, putting my debit card into, I don't know, like a uh, gas gas station and filling up my car, right? Just to say that, you know what? I just filled up my tank with cryptocurrency, you know? There's a little bit of prestige there, you know? And so I I did that. And then, like, just because I'm sort of naturally exploring all these things, I took a look around at, like, my financial environment and I went, is there any reason for me not to just put everything I get into cryptocurrency? And the answer was no. There's no reason for at me not point. to at this point. I can, you know, if I need to pay a bill, I can do so online with my mm-hmm. crypto debit card or yeah. whatever. Um, I do have to write one check because there's a state-based agency. <laughs> the government. It's, it's, yeah, it's my water bill of all things where – 
<laughs> they actually will accept a credit or debit card, uh-huh. but not over the phone. You have uh-huh. to go visit them in <laughs> and person. And you probably have to pay 3% on top of the bill. And, well, and yeah, so yeah. like... So I write. I have to write one. I was completely check free, and then I moved here. So you have like a, a bank house. account with like a couple hundred bucks That's in it. Exactly basically. what I have. All right, let's go to Ken. He's in uh, Alabama. You're on Free Talk Live. Uh, Ken, go ahead. Hey, good evening, guys. Hey, uh, I don't know if uh, they have any of uh, these stores where you are, but uh, there's a lot of stores in this area known as the Dollar Tree. Yeah. And up mm. until this point, the Dollar Tree has uh, had a policy where everything in the store was a dollar. one dollar. Yeah. Well, I just heard the other day that they are going to have to go to a dollar twenty-five. I think it is because yep. they can't yes. hold the line anymore. They have a plan uh, to go to a dollar twenty-five by April, I believe, of next year. Change your name correctly. to the two fifty January. Yeah, inflation roars on. Uh, but let's yeah. hope we don't get like uh, Zimbabwe. A friend of mine uh, went to the local uh, coin and novelty store, and he actually purchased a, it's either a $10 million or $100 million Zimbabwe bill. Yeah, yeah I'm a Zimbabwean millionaire myself. Yeah. Millionaire, bro. We've got $10 trillion Zimbabwe money right there on the wall. There you you want to talk about big money, you're literally sitting with trillionaires. I am amongst the elite. Yeah. Yeah. He carries the bill. He carries the bill in his wallet and says, "I have uh, ten million dollars here. Let me show you." Yeah. and uh, shows people the uh, Zimbabwe note. So that is a great idea to, to like carry it around, do a little show and tell with it. Now, you know what would combo with that really good would be the gold back. Uh, and Ken, if you haven't uh-huh. seen the gold back yet, I think you're going to like it. Uh, they're not a sponsor on the show, but I love them. I'm a huge fan. I know Captain, you carry them around a lot. Uh, I usually see them sticking out of your pocket tonight. You don't have them with you in, uh, in that front pocket, but uh, they well, look I usually go, uh, we have a gathering on Sundays and I'll take them with me because, well, when, we never know who's going to show quick, up. One other quick comment. Uh, you can Google this. I've seen it. Uh, I do believe it to be an actual, uh, you know, honest to goodness, uh, photograph. I don't think it's been, uh, photoshopped or anything but there is a picture of a woman i think uh, after world war one in germany taking the german money and actually putting it in her stove or her uh, furnace and <laughs> to burning keep warm it because, it, because it was so much easier just to go ahead and burn the money rather than go try to find some wood or something somewhere <laughs> yeah. i'm trying to remember was it greece or some some one of these economies that that had the hyperinflation where people were taking the the currency and making clothing out of them because it was easy to like overlap oh, okay. and stitch and so yeah. and it had well, no value anyway so they were like well we might as well make something out yeah, of it they're making purses yeah, anyway. out of the venezuelan boulevard today you can buy a very nice looking purse yeah. with all the beautiful colors of the venezuelan currency because they weaved it together ken check this out when you get a chance go to uh, go online look for uh, goldback.com and look okay. at the they're okay, beautiful yeah. one one thousandths of an ounce actual spendable form of gold it's absolutely incredible what else did you want to share okay thank you i just gonna say i uh, certainly enjoy the program and you guys have a good evening thanks thank ken you. i appreciate hearing from you and that photo is definitely legitimate because i mean when you've yeah, reached sure. the point where it requires an entire uh wheelbarrow full of money just to buy a to, loaf of bread yeah to literally buy a loaf of bread then at that point yeah it is worth more to you as a source of uh, of fuel right than it is as mm-hmm. a, a toilet form paper of currency <laughs> yeah uh yeah and you know the dollar might get there sooner than you think it, yeah, I mean, it's, it is scary. I, I'm I'm kind of amazed that it took us this long because, mm-hmm. like, I looked at how much they printed in 2020, and I'm like, 
Oh, oh wow. crud. Yeah. That is not going to take... I'm amazed it took us this long, and it's only starting to get us at like 20-25% inflation in, in prices of goods at this point. Yeah. I, I, but that's that's going to keep going. Like, th- this is not the whole of 2020 uh, as far as the inflation. Like, we are just on the first edge mm-hmm. of all of the money printing that they've been doing. And guess and what? Slowing they're down. not stopping. No, they're keeping it going. They're going to crank it up. And that's just how they got, that's how they're going to do it. They're going to waste this thing. They're going to extract every every penny out of people as they possibly can get away with until people finally mm-hmm. wake up and do something about it. Now, Captain, uh, you were talking about how you put everything into cryptocurrency. You keep a little bit to pay one particular bill that you yeah. still have to pay with the U.S. dollar, um, and you're using things like tools that help you with this, like a crypto backed debit card. And you, I think she can credit if you've been enjoying the experience. What crypto-backed uh, debit card are you using? I'm using Uphold. Uphold.com. Yeah, and only for that purpose. Like, mm-hmm. they keep sending me emails about, hey, you can do this, and you can and look at all these other things we do. And I'm like, I'm enjoying this right now. I'll, yeah. I'll look at that stuff later. It's a centralized, you know, exchange. It they, it, just like Coinbase or, or whatever. They're, in my opinion, a little better than Coinbase, though, because uh, Coinbase is the most evil of all of them. Agreed. And we might reach the point where the, like, right now, three and a half cents of copper that you find in a in a nickel is worth more as copper than it is as a spending currency. 603-283-6160. You can join us on Free Talk Live. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farm, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you want here. The number, 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Joining you here in the studio, it's Ian. Peakless Mountaineer. And the captain. We're talking about money, uh, whether it's central bank, digital currencies, cryptocurrencies, gold and silver. That's the uh, the discussion on the table at the moment. But, of course, you can bring up anything that you want to talk about. In fact, I've got a story related to money. We uh, we talk frequently about Venezuela as well, and there's an update on what they're doing there to uh, create a bit of an economic boost, apparently, which is something the people of Venezuela desperately need under their socialist government. Uh, so we can talk about that and more. But, you know, we've been discussing cryptocurrencies, and if you're going to get into crypto, you need to take some time to learn about the differences between cryptocurrency wallets out there. A lot of people will use a phone, like a smartphone device, mm-hmm. to hold their crypto. And that's fine for, like, your typical spending, right? Like, if you are like you, Captain, uh, I would be like you, but I can't do the stupid bail conditions I'm on right, right now. Right. But uh, you regularly go to local businesses here in the Keene area that accept cryptocurrency, like Bitcoin Cash or Dash or Bitcoin. Yeah, I love the fact that my uh, my favorite bar finally went back to accepting cryptocurrency again. Ooh, where's this? Uh, Murphy's Tavern in... Uh, they stopped? Well, 
officially they did, but none of their staff was actually capable of doing it. Oh, geez. Um, so they finally trained the staff? Yep. yep. Okay, good. Oh, I'm glad to hear that, because uh, Murphy's is like basically the only place in Manchester you can actually spend crypto, <laughs> right. sadly. Uh, but not the case in Keene, where there's literally like probably close to a dozen brick-and-mortar, mom-and-pop kind of businesses here that, that accept cryptocurrency. So you're using your phone wallet for that, because it's convenient. Right. You've got it with you. It's easy to access. And of course, that's also the downside, is you have it with you, and it's easy to access, as far as if you have savings, as far as if you've got cryptocurrency that is, say, more than you would normally keep in your cash wallet more than you would feel comfortable keeping on you Uh, you want to look at other options like the bitbox it is a hardware wallet but one of the things that really separates it from the other hardware wallets out there is it's 100 open source so if you've got bitcoin btc or you've got ethereum you definitely want to look at the bitbox as a pretty serious contender Uh, again open source means that programmer types anywhere on the internet can actually read the code and they can know what's going on on the inside of this device. Uh, device. So go to box.freetalklive.com. You can learn more about the BitBox there. You can order your own BitBox and get 5% off when you use code FTL, oh, like nice. Free Talk Live. So yeah, 5% off the BitBox with code FTL. We've been uh, collecting entries for a giveaway that we're going to do of the BitBox coming up on Monday night. We're going to do an episode of Freer Talk Live with me and Aria, and I think Bonnie will be joining us for cool. that as well. And we'll pick the winner during the episode of free talk live it's not too late for you to enter so if you've been putting this off you've been procrastinating because we've been covering this for at least two or three weeks now this is your last chance uh tomorrow aria is going to cut off the entries at some point tomorrow so if you're going to do it do it tonight go to video.freetalklive.com that's our odyssey channel follow us on odyssey if you haven't already follow us there screenshot it to prove that you did it and then post that screenshot on our social media platform now there's a few steps involved here right but there's been a few dozen people apparently that have done this already but that still means your odds are pretty good of winning this thing right like one out of 30 or one out of something like that's pretty good i like winning so uh yeah social.freetalklive.com is our social media site you just post to your profile there tag aria so post the picture proving you're a follower of our odyssey channel Mm -hmm. tag aria with at aria and then you'll be in the you'll be uh, in the drawing for monday night so now, is that ability to see how much is contained in the wallet really the advantage over just like, you know, having a scrap of paper with either your uh, uh, private key or your uh, uh, seed phrase? Well, I mean, a scrap of paper is obviously, you know, what you're talking about is a private or not private, what's it? Paper, uh, paper wallet. wallet. Paper yeah. wallet. That's a very good, secure kind of way of you know keeping crypto because it's offline. Essentially, mm-hmm. you generate the paper wallet and then you send the crypto to it. But it's also just a piece of paper, and you could lose it. It could easily be taken from you, you know, if, it's not, if it's not in a you know, secure location or something like that. Whereas a hardware wallet like the BitBox is backed up by a password. You know, If somebody gets their hands on it, they are not going to be able to see your balances. They're mm. not going to be able to transfer your coins. Whereas if they get their hands on your paper wallet... They have complete access right. to your cryptocurrency. And if you've managed your seed phrase when you activate the wallet properly, even if you lose the piece of hardware or somebody steals it or it falls out of your pocket or whatever, and you're like, oh, I can't find it. Did I? No, you didn't. You just go buy a new one <laughs> and, and then put your the and, and load up the phrase and you've got all your money back. So check it out at box.freetalklive.com. So we've been talking about these alternatives to using cash. Because we know that the government money of, you know, wherever we're talking about, whether it's Venezuela or the United States or whatever, you know that the value of the government money is going down. Yeah. 
And some of them go down faster than others, but it's like we said earlier, it's a race to the bottom. So you got to look at other alternatives. Now, Captain, you're taking your basically your entire paycheck now, yes. converting it to cryptocurrency, and then using that to buy things, everything basically need them. in your life. But at the same time, you didn't go 100% because you do still have gold backs, right? I do. Yes, that's true. And uh, in fact, one of our favorite places here in town uh, is accepting those as that's well amazing. for. Uh, for it's a restaurant that for mm-hmm. for dinner and that kind of a thing. So, um, I'm my point is is that I'm trying to get out of the dollar, which is yeah. kind of the the gist of what we've all been talking about here tonight. Uh, I know you mentioned somebody that's been living off of it. Uh, I'm a fan of uh, Andreas Antonopoulos. He wrote the book on Bitcoin. He also wrote the book on Ethereum. Uh, he has. I was sort of inspired by him. He has been doing all of his speaking engagements. Mm-hmm. He's a crypto evangelist. He knows the history of you know sort of the the uh, what do we call them the cypherpunks hmm. the pre cryptocurrency days he was involved in their mailing lists and that kind of stuff and when he read satoshi's white paper he claims that he just sort of went into a trance and uh, just sort of spent all of his days and wow. nights you know he would just have coffee maybe eat a little something and study the blockchain study the bitcoin and that kind of a stuff and he put all his thoughts together and put it into a book of course mm. and so now he makes his living as a, a cryptocurrency evangelist an author if you will and he has been living off of cryptocurrency the entire time he has an organization nice. underneath him now they all get paid in cryptocurrency awesome. he books all of his flights and he gets paid for his appearances if they if they pay him in usd for some way shape or form they have methods of transducing that into cryptocurrency right. so everything the org- his organization takes in is crypto everything that goes out right. is crypto and it's it's fantastic yeah the government must hate that yeah <laughs> the other thing i wanted to mention about the the debit card thing is uh, the one that i have does uh, do some cash or some crypto back mm-hmm. as well 2%, I, and right? that's pretty awesome yeah yeah like every now and again you, you know your phone buzzes and you're like i didn't make a transaction and you're like oh i've got a deposit of some you know whatever crypto it was so that's yeah. pretty nice the thing i like about uphold and you know prior to the raid i had an uphold card so i had some experience with it uh and i also had another one from a site called crypto.com mm-hmm. and i have had the bitpay card so I've, okay. I've, I've played around in the bitcoin debit card world uh the bitpay card was not impressive to me at all there was no real reason to use it besides to use crypto right. to pay for things whereas the other ones have these cashback or crypto back incentives and once once i found that there was a card that had that i'm like okay finally you know I, I took every credit card payment that i had and i moved them all over to the crypto debit card because you can in some of the cases you can get more than two percent back if you like stake some of the coin of the the card so there's different sort of setups that they yeah. have but the thing that i really liked about the uphold card and i think that it makes it the best card out there in the in the market and again they're not a sponsor it's just my opinion about it is you can keep your balance in Bitcoin or Dash or Bitcoin Cash or Stellar or you know whatever other one yep. that, that they accept. So you hold your balance in the crypto, whereas every other Bitcoin debit card I've ever seen or heard about, they always make you like, okay, you're out of uh, dollars on the card. Now you have to authorize us to you know move some Bitcoin Convert into some dollars. Convert some more, right? Re-up, and, if you will. Yeah, and you have to like, all right, well, I guess I'll take you know $500 worth of Bitcoin and, and change it over. And then, of course, you know the price of Bitcoin is going to go up as soon as you do that, and it does. And yep. you're like, man, when you can actually hold the balance in the Bitcoin, it only moves... It only moves it into dollars every time you make a purchase, and that's it. So yep. you never actually hold dollars. It's amazing. Uh, so kudos to them for that, because more of those cards should be like that, and they're not for some reason. So more coming up.
join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here tonight, it's Ian. Beakless Mountaineer. And Captain Kickass. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by Intercoin. We've been telling you about how Intercoin can help any business or organization launch their own currency or raise money using their own token. And now Intercoin has launched its investor token worldwide. You can acquire it in two ways. You can go to xmarkets.com. That's a centralized exchange. But it's one of the more interesting ones because they don't actually care who you are. They don't do know your customer I love that. hoop jumping. So check out exmarkets.com with just an email address. You can sign up and keep your privacy intact. That's xmarkets.com. You can also uh, get it on Uniswap. There's a link to Uniswap on the front page over at intercoin.org. That's where you can learn more about the Intercoin vision. That's, once again, intercoin.org. You just might be advancing the cause of liberty around the world. Let's go. I don't believe I'm saying this, but to Sarah in New Mexico, longtime listeners will recognize uh, this voice. She, I don't think, has been on Free Talk Live in something like two and a half years. Uh, Sarah, welcome back. You're on Free Talk Live. Yes, thank you. I really missed your show, and I just really love making you guys laugh for all the dumb things that we do here in New Mexico. <laughs> but I'm actually very proud of our Senator um, Lujan, Senator um, um, Lujan, and then he's the one that, from our state, wants to make the alcohol detection devices mandatory on oh, no. all of our new cars. I'm proud oh, of this? God. <laughs> well, we have like a really great DWI problem. Notice, you know, I didn't say our... we ever agreed with Sarah on much, but uh, she was a really regular caller I and Sarah. always has interesting topics to talk about. You know, Sarah, we actually talked about this recently on the show that they they passed this. So uh, you probably knew that, but some of our listeners may not know that as of 2026, the federal government right? is intending to mandate alcohol detection devices of some sort. They have yet to figure out what the device exactly is going to be what technology it will be but it'll be in every new car and every driver will have to pass a dui check in order to not only start but continue operation of the vehicle and sarah you're saying you think this is a good thing all right i just wanted to explain the technology is that the thing is it, it uses laser to analyze the gases released in your breath and also your perspiration so you, me, me and you were having a, a dialogue how in, that they have to breathe in or that that's the, that is the technology. So it's just automatically done. I, I thought they would suck in some air and analyze the breath. Or I, what does it do I, for I, methane? It, <laughs> but what, what it is, is a, it's a laser. It's amazing that it's actually a laser that analyzes our gases that – if you're uh, of a certain <laughs> alcohol point, that it uh, it detects it. So basically, Sarah, you know, aside from your being impressed with the technology, and I'm sure it's very impressive. And again, they still haven't made the decision on what it's going to be. Some uh, the article I was reading said it might be some sort of infrared detection in the steering wheel that it would scan somehow your blood through your skin and be able to detect uh, oh, the great. blood alcohol content. But basically, you're saying now that everyone who drives a car should be considered a suspect and treated with a search essentially every time they get behind the wheel. And you're okay with that? 
basically uh, want that for New Mexico drivers because nobody knows how to drive. They all love to drive drunk. In this state, all the cars need to be, they need to be treated like a criminal. I really do. Again, wow. we're back to being number one in pedestrian fatality per capita. We actually, we were worried that. that you'd been hit by a car and that's why you hadn't called the show for so long. Well, actually, I was uh, in the process of moving. I was having a lot of problems with my apartment. So now I'm with a roommate, and uh, his name is Richard. You could talk to him right now. No, no, that's okay. We, uh, we'd we rather to keep keep you on it's the It's been so long since we talked to you, Sarah. We'd prefer. Well, and if you avoid ve- vehicles, I could see moving being a real problem. Yeah, no doubt about it. Sarah, thanks for the call tonight. Definitely appreciate hearing from you. It has uh, been a long time. I, yeah, One of the things I like about Sarah's call, she doesn't agree with us on almost everything. Yeah. So, you know, we've got uh, – there's always interesting conversation. Your point about it being an invasion is – on point yeah it's it is an impressive technology invading our privacy yeah it is definitely the assumption of guilt Mm -hmm. uh rather than the presumption of innocence i mean think about how few people actually do this right actually get behind a wheel and drive drunk it's what you know one it's a minuscule amount of people it's a very small amount so now everybody is literally being treated like a suspect even people who've never touched a drop of alcohol in their lives well and now have to pass you just know that this is the doorway this is the one foot in right my fear has been for what government totally regulating the cars i mean they've been doing they're gonna they're gonna regulate other things so uh, all of the recreational marijuana legalization that's been going on in some states mm-hmm. uh, the first thing i predicted was roadside blood tests they're going to have some way to like jab your finger like a diabetes you know mm-hmm. prick your finger put it on a little thing put it in a machine oh there's thc this guy must be high i'm Let's, sorry you're you under have arrest. unauthorized levels of cortisol in your blood right. we, we cannot allow you to start your vehicle until you are less stressed Right. So your example of like, you know, maybe some sort of a detection through like your sweat or your blood or something, right? This can open up the door for not just DUIs, but for many other things Detecting that they can anything. test you for. Anything yeah. at all. Yeah. Oh, this That's guy has had opiates and they're not prescribed by a doctor or something, mm-hmm. right? You know, yeah. you, you've taken something for whatever reason. A friend gave you a pill. Yeah, yeah, you had a headache. Oh, yeah. Here, take this. Yeah, or you want- pulled your back. Here, have one of these. Right. Yeah, I wonder what the back. limitations on this technology are. I mean, okay, so you're running a laser through the air that I'm exhaling. How much can you tell about about my unique biochemistry based on, on being able to do that? Like, can you tell what my cortisol levels are? Can you tell mm, what my right. uh, hormone levels are? Can you tell what my diet is? Can you smell the garlic and onions I had for lunch? Right. They might just... It's scary stuff, and it, as you say, it could be the tip of a very scary technological uh, invasion iceberg, if yeah. you will. Well, it's, it's part of the, um, what's the terminology I'm looking for? It's the bio-tyranny, right? Mm-hmm. We're seeing right now, we're seeing that happen a little bit with the, we'll call it the COVID events, uh, but government's right, reaction with the to, to that. the COVID passports. All that kind of thing, and you got to have a medical test to go see a concert and, you know, all this crap. You have to pass it. Like, you don't. You don't have to prove you don't have AIDS to go anywhere or do anything. You know, it, it's ridiculous the the reaction that governments have had to this thing. Yeah, and the tyranny isn't stopping anytime soon. But let's get back to your calls and thoughts, uh, Wendy in Washington State. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Wendy. Hi, I was just wondering. Um, I mean, I don't quite understand the Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. But um, it's interesting, but I don't quite understand it. 
Sure. But normally you guys kind of change it up a little bit and do different things. Right. Was so, anyway, I love your show. Oh, was this just feedback? You're you're just saying you want us to talk about yeah. something different? <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. yeah, we've got a lot of other things that we can talk about, but uh, you know, as far as understanding Bitcoin, if you're interested in it, I would suggest spending a little bit of time looking at it. I mean, look, uh, go to Bitcoin.com, click Get Started, and you know, watch a couple videos and see if you can wrap your mind around it. Well, and I actually okay. suggest to if you don't understand Bitcoin, you must first ask yourself whether or not you actually understand money. And I'm talking about United States dollars. Do, well, that you, makes sense. do you understand <laughs> that? Because if you don't understand that, you must first educate yourself on where money comes from and how government prints well, money yeah, and how I more money comes in. And... So uh, you might actually start there before you, mm-hmm. you know, once you understand that, then all of a sudden you'll have a much better understanding of Bitcoin. Okay, great. I don't think it's required, though, Captain. I think you can just jump right into Bitcoin and learn how to use it without having to understand what the dollar is and why it's a terrible idea. Um, But it certainly wouldn't hurt to do that, too. And one of the things that people tend to think is like, well, I've got to understand exactly how Bitcoin works, like how it works behind the scenes in order to use it. And that's just not the case. In the same way that you don't know how a a bank's clearinghouse works. How about but you electricity? Still, I still flip the switch and it right, turns yeah. on and off. Many right? people do not know how to write or read or even play a musical instrument, but they still enjoy music, right? So you yeah. don't need to know 100% of the workings of the background of it. You just kind of need to know how to use it. Wendy, right. thanks for the call tonight. Definitely appreciate it. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. And so, you know, a bit of a different story, but... Not surprising, New York Governor Kathy Hochul has declared a state of emergency because of the new coronavirus variant. The, uh, what are they calling it? The, the moronic, moronic one? Yeah. I mean, they're all moronic, but... Oh, you mean Omicron? Oh, oh Omicron, which Omicron apparently somebody... Omicron some, some brilliant person on the internet figured out that it's actually an anagram, which means you can take the letters of Omicron... Rearrange them. And rearrange them into the word moronic. Oh, and didn't you... Did you guys hear that the word COVID... I think it's Ovid in uh, like Latin means sheep. I have, yes. Yeah, you hear that one too? Mm. I checked it. It's true. Yep. Uh, 603-283-6160. You can join us. Just things that make you go, hmm, this is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Hour three, next. When a lunar observatory detects a radio broadcast originating from Proxima Centauri, the nations of Earth discover their first contact with an alien race may also be their last. With the Proximans facing an extinction-level disaster, Earth must choose between sending a ship on a multi-year journey or allowing nature to take its course. Saving Proxima, a hard science fiction thriller by Travis S. Taylor and Les Johnson. From BaneBooks.com. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. We're kicking off the third hour of this live Saturday show. Phones are open if you want to join us here at number 603-283-6160. 603-283-6160. Here tonight, it's Ian. Beakless Mountaineer. And the Reverend Captain Kickass. 
Various different uh, countries and government gangs around the world are implementing travel bans. It's not just the United States, specifically targeting a lot of South African nations due to the Omicron variant. Doesn't that sound like a bad guy from like a horrible B movie? Like, oh, we must fear the Omicron. Yeah, people have been saying that. Release the Omicron variant. (laughs) There's a character in, uh, it's actually one of my favorite movies, Transformers the movie from 1986, the animated, the only good Transformers movie. (laughs) Uh, The bad guy in that is called Unicron, which is pretty close to uh, to Omicron. Oh, it is. Maybe that's what I was thinking in the back of my mind. Maybe so. Uh, So you can bring up anything you want here. We're going to go to your phone calls and thoughts. Let's talk to Jet. He's in Missouri. Jet, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, hi. I want to talk about the uh, Queen of England, but I would first want to say it is kind of great that crypto kind of did its own uh, Black Friday yesterday. Did it? It was on sale, yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah we're, we're on, it's still going a little bit on sale, but uh, I kind of, I'm one of those crazy people that, that like that, you know, where you can say, I can go out and get more. Buy the day. Anyway. Absolutely. Yeah, I, so personally, was, I think I think that was just a bunch of people taking a, taking some money out so they could buy Christmas presents. Could I be. believe it. Could be. Yeah, it had nothing to do with this release of the virus thing. But um, I want to talk about the Queen of... England. Uh, it was um, it was shown this week. It was kind of big news that she's feeling better, and uh, now she'll be able to participate in more of these public events. So I think mm-hmm. that's important to help people, you know, celebrate that. You're being facetious, right? <laughs> being facetious, yes. Yeah. Very facetious because I understand that this person is just another human who's. Queenship exists only in the realm of delusion, illusion, and psychology. But I have a question for you. How many years do you think I've called in to try to get you guys to just work on eliminating this word we call government? It's just... Yeah, that's pretty close. <laughs> that's actually better around 30 years. I'm going to say Maybe, 10 years. 10 years. At least 10 years. Yeah. So, anyway, um, just to get people to understand... I, th- I think promoting the truth that there really is no such thing as local, state, or federal government. They're, to me, they're just people, and uh, and of course they're, they're people with guns who well, will hurt yes, you. People, it, it is yes, it is worth you know pointing out which gang they're a part of. Yeah, because if it was individuals I, doing this, uh, we'd be fine. But yeah, not only cool. are they in a very large group with a lot of uh, destructive capability, but a large group with destructive capability and the illusion of... Uh, of Legitimacy? Uh, yes. yes. People. The, yeah. the collective hallucination that they all together believe is what makes them act as a gang. Well, that's how you can step by step out of this thing, you know, rather than using the term government. Use the agency or the whatever, add the word gang and you'll slowly step yourself out of this because until you do and you do away with this paradigm of rulers in your mind by changing your thinking nothing really will ever change so it's important to well i can change my thinking all i want to about them but as long as there's still this collective delusion that you describe they will continue thinking the way they do and they're willing to shoot me so oh yeah 
you know, it really doesn't matter what I think about them. They're still going to bust my my door in with a bear cat if they don't like what I'm doing because they're insane. So this is why this is why we uh, we constantly uh, harp on this thing that that it is all psychology and. And you can help other people grasp that by spreading the word yeah. that uh, here we go. I mean, no, it's good advice. Just, I mean, it does. The change does have to start people. somewhere. And you do want to be the change you wish to see in the world. And I don't disagree with you. And that's why I do say government gang I've as been often as I'm trying can to here. use when referring to the individuals who are doing the evil of this organization or this collective hallucination. I've been trying to refer to them as micro tyrants. That's a good one. Hey, thank you, Jet, for the call tonight. I appreciate it. And, you know, having a, a nice reminder like that is definitely good. But I, I do the best, you know, that I can. And I, I, I agree with him, right? I like, do, I'm, yeah. I'm He's, fully. Yeah. Fully on board with what he's saying. Government is a delusion. It is a belief that people have that justifies the use of violence against their neighbors. It's the belief it's that sick. it's the belief in authority that for whatever reason some people have more rights than you do. Yeah, badges don't grant extra rights, but the reality is people still think they do. And until that changes, even despite all the protests about police last year, we still haven't seen a significant change whatsoever nope. to the policing structure, you know, abolish the police department. There was a proposal to replace the police department with like a public service department or something like that with yeah. uh, in Minneapolis. That didn't pass. That's dead in the water at this point. So the thing that I think that we can do that's more effective than what Jed is saying is to or sort of in tandem effective more more effective is to get people who believe like jet who understand what the state is and that it is this delusion this crazy violent uh delusion that people believe in fully yeah. uh to the point where they pledge their allegiance to it to the point where they sing anthems to it and uh to get people who who have seen through this delusion to come to the same geographic area and that's what the Free State Project, that's what the, the migration of freedom lovers to New Hampshire is. That's the reason why the three of us are in this room together. It's we true. would not have known one another had it not been for this migration of freedom-loving people who are not just freedom-loving people but also activists who are willing to actually do something, who are willing to actually speak up, talk to their neighbors about these issues – work with whether they like it or not in the system or outside of the system whatever their preferences are to do things to advance liberty in our lifetime because thinking differently is important but it's just the first step you know it's like the uh, law of attraction right like yeah. you can think all you want about how you're going to have a better life but if you don't take the steps to get towards it then none of those doors or windows are going to open for you yeah i wonder how useful he would consider the word monopoly because as far as I can tell, this is the monopoly. Sure. I mean, in any other, in any form of life, like whether it's uh, 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 drug dealing or whether it's, you know, insurance, you can't have monopolies. They simply Correct. will not exist. That's a great point, because without the the monopoly that this organization claims over well it's violence violence first and foremost and then of course all the other monopolies they claim over uh you know law enforcement or community violence. more yeah. violence you They're, know they are the monopoly on aggression. keeping keeping records printing currency right they claim monopolies on those things mm -hmm. uh without that monopoly you are correct all the other monopolies cannot exist 
Well, and they can claim a monopoly on keeping records all they want, but someone's going to keep records. Contractors, right. so, there is room for private contractors working a mess hall, uh, you know, providing basic supplies and, and, and doing some of the logistical work that uh, might have been done in-house in the past. I am troubled by the use of private contractors when it comes to uh, potential armed engagement. Do you recognize I think voice? it puts sounds like our troops at harm's way. I think it, it creates some difficult morale issues when uh, you've got private contractors who are getting paid ten times what uh, an army private's getting paid uh, for this work is a longer version is of this clip risk, than I expected is, it to be. Is, but it's it carries gonna... similar risk. Uh, I, when it comes to our special force, so much more uh, working for Blackwater than uh, uh, that I think is a problem. I am not arguing that there are never going to be uses for private contractors in some circumstances. Making decisions about <laughs> sorry guys, this is not what I you expected. are. I believe you're expecting the short version yeah. of uh, our military's relationship to the nation and how accountability is being that uh, is what Good essentially God. sets a nation state apart, which is the monopoly on on violence uh, uh, and to. That's it. He just said it. That's what they have. Yeah, he was a constitutional scholar, supposedly. A monopoly on violence. We're coming up. and thoughts and with you in the studio tonight by the way it is ian peakless mountaineer and the reverend captain kickass uh so i totally botched up playing a clip of barack obama as we were discussing the government gang being a monopoly on violence it made me think of oh you know what there's a moment where a politician actually has a bit of honesty you know brief moment uh but he actually says it and i accidentally i figured it'd be the first thing right like when i searched for yeah. it turns out it's actually the second video is the short clip so i'd actually never heard the full context of the quote where he's just rambling about private contractors hmm, i think maybe I had, we shouldn't be handing off all this duty to mercenaries i, I was having a bit of deja vu because i think the last time i looked for this i also found the long version i'm yeah. like where is it oh i thought this was the and short of course version. it was right at the right. end of that clip where he says and here's the proper one just uh, something that uh is what essentially sets a nation state apart, which is the monopoly on on violence. Yes, it is. That's exactly right. And he's not the first president to say that. I mean, oh, really? uh, oh uh, it goes all the way back to uh, George Washington, which uh, I forget the exact quote, but it was along the lines of government is not uh, diplomacy. It is violence. It's force. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, uh, was it? Mao Zedong that said government or power, power comes from the barrel of a gun, yeah. I think. Yeah. Uh, let's go to your calls and thoughts. First up, he's Tommy on the line in New Mexico. Tommy, you're on Free Talk Live. Um, good afternoon. Evening as it would be. And Hi, Tommy. Uh, you put on a great show. Enjoy it. Long time listener. Thank first you. First time caller. Oh, welcome. What's on your mind tonight, Tommy? Uh, they were talking about inflation, about uh, Zimbabwe and Germany and 
But uh, do you know there was one that was a lot worse than that and probably isn't even today the world's worst inflation? Tell me. It's in Hungary. Uh, When? Around 1923, 24. Okay. How bad did it it get? It got to the point where I believe the largest note I have in the collection is five billion trillion pingo. (laughs) Five billion trillion? Five billion trillion pingo. Wow. And I'm looking at a postage stamp, 500,000 billion pingo, half a million billion pingo for postage stamp. Insane. Absolutely insane, unbelievable. How it could ever get as extreme as it is and still even have even a fabric left of a currency system. Well, it's what happens when you allow people who are control freaks to do just that, control the money, control people's ability to exchange value right. with each other. That's it, oh, it, when they don't yeah. know what they're controlling. I mean, open a history book. It happens repeatedly throughout you know, and I'm not talking to you, caller. I'm just talking to our listeners. You know, it happens repeatedly throughout human history, and it it really happens because these organizations with the monopoly on violence are the ones who are in control. Well, nowadays they've got some tricks up their sleeve, like the Venezuelan government that had uh, back in I think October of this year knocked six zeros <laughs> off of their currency, and that was after in 2018 when they knocked five zeros off of their currency. So literally within the last four years, uh, they have knocked a total of eleven zeros off of their currency. So, and that was after they did three zeros like a decade prior to that. So uh, who knows what sort of tricks they're going to be playing here in the United States? as inflation gets worse but you can't ignore it when you're at the grocery store and you you can see that you know that money isn't buying what it used to uh tommy anything else you want to share no that was uh, basically it that there can be worse and let's just hope and pray that we don't ever get in that kind of a spiral thanks for the call tonight i appreciate hearing from you let's talk to well Jim. we're well past getting in that spiral yeah we are in that spiral That's a good point uh i think he meant to getting to the hyperinflation part of it yeah. but it seems like it's inevitable at some point let's go to jerome listening in south carolina to wtma in charleston go ahead jerome yeah i just saw another story where a guy's getting away with murder Who's he that? murdered the, he murdered he murdered the father of his stepchildren. They were arguing outside this house that his ex-wife and this guy live in, and the guy wanted to see his children. They were, he said that uh, his ex-wife keeps, you know, stopping him from seeing his children. Mm. So he and the the guy she's living with got into an argument. Then the guy she's living with goes in the house, gets a rifle, comes out. The guy's still arguing with him, you know, the father of the, of the children, mm-hmm. still arguing with him. So he fires around into the ground next to the guy's feet, and they're still arguing. And so he shoots the guy Damn. dead right there in, in broad daylight and everything in front of uh, his, his, his the, the guy's present wife took the video, I guess, and was on the phone, mm-hmm. using the video from the phone. So and was the idea that, and, uh, I'm not very familiar with the case, was the idea that the guy shooting into the ground was supposed to, you know, scare the guy yeah. away? It, yeah, but it didn't. Mm. It didn't. And, uh, now, so was the guy, here's dis- another question for you. I know you, you said he got away with murder, so obviously you don't believe that. Oh, he's uh, getting away with it, not got away. He's getting did, away. Do you, do you feel like that at any point, again, I did not see the, the video, did the person right. who, uh, the guy that got shot, did he come at the man with the gun? 
or was he just like standing there? Was he trespassing? In no, they were they were face to face. You uh-huh. know, I mean, it got pretty easy. They were face to face. But but the coward who thinks that uh, putting killing man would like put a put a stop to it. it put a stop to it. But now the local district attorney won't press charges, so they're going to hire um, law enforcement. Are they agency. saying that it was self defense? I get. Look, I guess that's what you would call it. Mm. But, man, you shoot an unarmed guy, man, just because the guy wants to see his children. Hey, do you well, know what's the case called? Dispute. What's the case huh? called? I, have, I didn't give it a case. They didn't give it a name or anything. You have no because idea what the, the... local The local district attorney won't touch it. Is this in Charleston or is this somewhere else? No, no, this is in Texas. It's in a small town in Texas, I think. Okay. Yeah. Jerome, do you know who else regularly murders people and gets away with it? The uh, police. Hey, here we, here, hey, you think I don't know that? I was just thinking about this case. And oh, I was thinking of the military. Yeah, it's it's the government. Yeah. Have you ever heard of Democide? D-E-M-O-C-I-D-E? Yeah, when when you're the next time you you feel like being outraged, Jerome, because I get the sense that that's kind of what you're about. You like to read these things and get outraged. Mm. So look no, up. It's called look up, being a human being. Yeah. It's okay. Called being a, it's well, not outrage. It's called being a human being. Look you up. Heard of it? Look up the term democide. D e m o c i d e, and see just how large a murderer the organization people commonly refer to as government is. And it's a global phenomenon too. It's not just local to the United States. But there are more people murdered, killed by governments than any other reason globally and have so been your, for hey, some you time. You always got all these, all these uh, you talk about all these things. What would your solution be? To what? Um, that would be not having a violent monopoly running everything. What would your solution be? Hang on, let's get into it. I want to I hear the question again because yeah. I'm not really sure what the question is. Uh, I think it's about government, the solution to... Uh, bad government okay we can talk about it and we'll bring jerome back for the discussion here in moments and i think i found the video he's talking about so we're going to review okay. that as well uh the number here is 603-283-6160 it's free talk live free talk lives video archives have been on library for years library is an uncensorable decentralized blockchain-based media sharing protocol and we're big fans of it here on free talk live in 2020 library launched odyssey a video sharing website to compete with youtube and it's really taking off now with over 1 million channels many of whom are disaffected youtube creators during youtube's crackdown for not towing the government line on covid the free talk live youtube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. We talk live, open phones, if you want to join us here, number 603-283-6160, that's 603-283-6160, and uh, we just had Jerome call in, he's still on the line, I'm going to bring him back on with us here in a moment, but I was doing to say thank you 
to Garbage Man, who is a Free Talk Live supporter. He is Garbage Man. Garbage. Oh, Garbage. Garbage Man. Sorry, my bad. Uh, Garbage Man is helping us out with the AMPS program. He's joined as a silver level, which means he's doing five bucks a month to the AMPS program. You can go to amps.freetalklive.com. It's our Patreon. You can easily sign up through Patreon. If you've already got an account, then you don't have to do that part. Uh, you can use your bank, uh, I think it's uh, PayPal or debit card or credit card. You can sign up to help us advertise, market, promote, and support Free Talk Live. Where We're talking about the ideas of liberty on the radio on 185-plus radio stations over the entire week. We can have more. We can have 200, 250, 300. It's possible, but it does take time, and it takes money, and uh, the AMP program helps us with that. That's amps.freetalklive.com. Thank you, Garbage Man, for that. And Jerome, you know... You weren't really honest with us, Jerome. We hadn't seen this video until that last break, and the three of us all sat here and we uh, we took a look at it. When I asked you, you talked about these two guys that were having a child custody dispute in Texas, and yeah. one of them, you said, shot the other to death. The yeah. uh, The guy who did the shooting, I asked you, I said, well, was the guy who was shot like coming at him? And you said no. And the, not only was I the said guy coming nose at, to nose. Huh? I said they were face to face. Yeah, you made yeah. it sound like they were just standing there shouting or something. The reality is the yeah. guy who got it, shot, I'm going to put you on hold just for a moment so I can at least tell the listener what I saw. And you guys can say, you know, what you saw here. I watched it multiple times. The guy that has the gun, it's, it's his house. So he goes in at the beginning of the video after they, the guy, this big guy. He's a big guy. He t- towers over this other guy. That's true. Uh, he's a big guy. He's shouting. The guy that owns the house goes in. He gets a gun, comes out a couple, like a minute or so later with the gun. And big guy makes a beeline over for him. So gun guy didn't approach the big guy. Gun guy comes out of the house. Big guy makes a beeline, gets his chest right up into his, bumps him with the old, the old chest bump. Little belly bump going on, yep. nose-to-nose action. Talking S at the same time, saying, you're not going to shoot me, F you, or something. There's something bleeped in there. Something about you. I'll take it from you. Yeah, and then he literally says, I will take it from you, and proceeds to grab the man by his hands and or gun, and they sort of spin around, and the guy manages to break away, and that's when he uh, raises the gun and, and shoots this guy. Yeah, so. he's actively he, trying to take the gun. Yeah, the, the thug. Just uh, go ahead yes, and yeah. say it. Hmm? Just go ahead and say it. That's when he blows him away. Over, he deserved it. To see his children. No, he shouldn't he have attacked him, children. dude. He's Don't the you understand? Of the children. Don't you understand self-defense? Why? Why was he not allowed to see his children? I don't know, but that's not well, his. That's because not, family court is a horrible entity. That's yeah, why. That's not the guy's problem who owns you know, the house. You just keep talking to circus, man. You keep bringing these things up. Don't try to take people's solution. guns. They won't shoot you with them. Look, it's pretty straightforward. I don't want to hear anything from you, okay? I don't want to hear anything. From I you. don't care. You, call Fauci, you, you called in here. Yeah, you I, called us, Jerome. I work here. Did you not know that? You're an idiot. Oh. An idiot? Not that. Oh, my goodness. Jerome, you know, you're losing it, bro. I mean, it's okay yeah. to be wrong about something. It's okay to just admit, hey, whoops, I backed the wrong guy in this. Okay, yeah, he's a dad, he's angry, and maybe the court system screwed this guy. But ultimately, that's not the problem of this dude whose house this was. Uh, Jerome, what if the person with the gun uh, was a female and all the same things happened? How would you feel about that? 
I have no idea because it didn't happen that way. Do you have an imagination? Hey, did he kill an unarmed person? He killed an attacker. Huh? He killed a big man who was coming at him, trying to disarm him and take his gun and do God knows what with it. And he was point. rapidly attempting to become an and, armed person and he with did, his gun. He did ask him to leave. He asked everybody on scene to leave. Apparently his property. Right. He told him to leave, and that's why he went to get the gun. And then he even fired a warning shot, too. He didn't have to do that, but he did fire a warning shot. Thank you, Jerome, for the uh, the call here tonight. I don't even remember what his question was. He had some kind Something of Something about solutions. Well, to the government problem? Yeah. The solution, of course, is just for everybody to realize that there's no reason for uh, the organization with a monopoly on violence to exist. Well, here's the solution. The solution is to get people who think alike together. Mm-hmm. And we don't think like Jerome does on this this issue of self-defense. And there's a lot of people who are mad about Kyle Rittenhouse and they think he's a murderer. And that's what Jerome thinks because he called about in the last couple of weeks. This is his new thing that he's calling about now. And so if you don't believe in the right to self-defense, you should live where Jerome lives. Or you should live in California or Chicago, Illinois, or one of these places where you're disarmed and you're unable to defend yourself. Cause Great Britain. When when seconds count, the cops are a half an hour away. Generally right? speaking. Yeah, somebody called the cops in this particular... There's somebody on the... Like, the lady behind the phone or whoever's taking the video is like, I'm calling the cops! Okay, well, by that time, somebody's dead. Because the cops aren't going to be there to help. And that's what the situation is in these places where people aren't allowed to defend themselves. So if that's what you believe in, is that you need to have some quote-unquote authority figure around to break up every fight and to pick a winner and a loser. And, of course, we know they pick wrong a lot of the time. Then you should live together with people who think that. And people that believe in self-defense should live together. Now, that there's the people that believe in liberty and self-defense. Because some of the people who believe in self-defense don't believe in liberty because they don't think you should have the freedom to grow marijuana or sell, you know, sell marijuana yeah. or whatever. So they don't actually believe in freedom. They just want freedom for themselves to carry a gun. I don't want to live the, by those people either. So I think those people, the people who are like the conservatives, should move to Texas and they should move to Florida and they should move to these conservative states. And the people like Jerome, the hardcore leftist liberals, should move to the leftist liberal states. Mm-hmm. And those of us who are actually liberty minded, who understand what freedom is, and that freedom is the idea that you should be free to live your life how you want, as long as you're not hurting somebody else, people that understand the non-aggression principle, people that understand that in order to be free, that you should let others be free, those people should move to New Hampshire because we've got the largest collection of freedom-loving people on the planet here in New Hampshire, and it's getting bigger every single week. That's a pretty colorful collection, too. Yeah, it is. That's the solution here because whatever comes after that is what those people want, right? Like the conservatives want a total police state. Well, great. They can have that. Yeah. yeah there, there are a lot of people that believe that everyone should be required to have a gun. We don't believe that. No. And there are a lot of, there are way more people who believe that no one should be allowed to have a gun. We don't, we believe, don't believe that, that either. either. Yeah. Although I have made the point, though, that some people think that government has their best interests in mind. They just haven't been paying attention. The illustration, of course, is that, well, if they did, if government really wanted to protect you from, like, foreign invaders or something like that, they would offer you a firearm Mm -hmm. at a minimum. Right. Like, if you want one, come and get one. 
Well, and that's the thing. The evidence just does not back up what people believe. Because if you look at the evidence, not only are the courts themselves telling you there is no obligation for any policeman to ever protect anyone at all. The first time I saw uh, Mark Stevens uh, speak at one of the uh, Liberty Fests Mm -hmm. or whatever, uh, he gets up uh, and and uh, he goes, well, uh, why should government not exist? Well, uh, all I should have to say is... Because the ends do not justify the means. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's all I should have to say. Walk off stage and everybody understands that, oh, yep, he's right. Yeah. The ends don't justify the means. Yeah. So therefore, the no organization's invalid. I and mean, it's true. There is no ends. I mean, the ends are simply a means to another set of ends, which is a means to another set of ends. And not only are they not required to protect you, they don't. Yeah. Look at the riots. Right. Look at the burning down of, of half of America. Where were they? Yeah. Dude, even here in Keene, Little Keene, New Hampshire, when the Pumpkin Fest quote-unquote riots right. were happening. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were some somewhat dangerous things. Like, I witnessed a bottle war going on on one of the streets. And while I was watching and recording video of this, you can find it over at the Free Keen YouTube channel. It went on for 15 solid minutes of people just chucking full bottles of beer at each other. Dangerous, right? Like, that's dangerous. That's a deadly oh, waste weapon. of alcohol. It's a deadly <laughs> missile. The cops were down the street and around the corner setting up a checkpoint... And when interviewed about it later, they admitted they knew things were going on, but they weren't going to get involved in it. I mean, officer safety. More coming up here in a moment. 603-283-6160. You can join us. This is Free Talk Live. Maybe we can get your call in if you call now. Probably not. 603-283-6160. It's been a busy, busy night. Phones are lit. On the phones. I don't know. Do we even get to any show prep? Hardly any. That's uh, the way I like it. I like it when you guys participate by calling in, whether uh, you're, you know, we haven't heard from you in years, like Sarah in New Mexico. That was great. Thanks for calling, Sarah. Or uh, your brand First time callers. First time, yeah. Call in, share your thoughts. Always interesting to hear. As long as they don't drop the F-bomb. Exactly. What people think out there. I want to just, before we continue with the calls... Uh, Bonnie, who's one of our co-hosts, you hear more on weekday shows on Free Talk Live. If you're one of our Saturday-only listeners, you probably haven't heard her recently. But uh, she's come up with the new Nobody Quote of the Day. And one of the reasons we're doing this is because our friend and co-host Nobody has been prohibited from being on this show uh, by some really insane bail restrictions in the Crypto 6 case. He was one of the people that was arrested on March 16th, along with me and a few other folks, uh, in this ridiculous attack on, well, basically freedom and uh, cryptocurrency. And one of his bail conditions, unlike the rest of us who are out on bail, he is not allowed to be interviewed on the radio or on television. He cannot speak on Free Talk Live. He can't call in. He can't be behind a microphone. Media blackout for the man. But no one said... That we can't read nobody's best quotes from, you know, or any old quotes from nobody from previous episodes or previous interviews that he might have done. Something he wrote, he did yeah. a bunch of blogging, etc. Yeah, he's and quite so prolific yeah. when it comes to his opinions. Uh, and he's got some great quotes, he too. He does, he does. So let's share this one with you. This is for uh, from his Twitter account, which he's been banned from in, in the past. I, he's currently not allowed to use it because he's not allowed to post on social media right. as part of his restrictions. But on March 10th, which was uh, just about a week before the raid, he said this on Twitter, quote, Somehow the government thinks that weed is dangerous, but prison is safe. And then there's another part which they brought up in court 
uh, to prove he's a bad guy or whatever and dangerous, where he says, where are the guillotines? Now, there's two interesting points, you know, two interesting things to talk about here. The first part, that weed, the government thinks weed is dangerous, but prison is safe. Of course, we know the opposite is true, actually. Totally. Prison is incredibly dangerous, yes. and it's run by the state. Oh, and by the way, you can get weed in prison. <laughs> they can't even keep marijuana out of prison. Exactly. Uh, and then he says, where are the gu- guillotines? Well, the government gang wants you to believe that that's him suggesting violence. And I can see why they would make that claim, but that's not actually a, a call to violence. No. It's a call to protest. Yes. It, it's not a violent act to roll a guillotine out to, in front of the governor's house and keep it there as simply an image, as simply a protest, as a freedom of speech to say, hey, look, buddy, this used to happen to your predecessors. We don't do it because we're not violent. But this is about how upset a lot of people are. And even point. under even under the suggestion of violence, there if you assume if you take it that way, there's this thing called hyperbole. Yes, where you take your point, you exaggerate it so that it gains more attention, so right. that people pay attention to the sentiment that's behind it. Precisely. So that's the nobody quote of the day. Let's go back to your calls and thoughts. We'll start with Kadu. He's in uh, almost said Kentucky. There, he's actually in Connecticut, but you're on Free Talk Live. I love when Ian doesn't screen my calls because my point is always so vague that I never know how to even classify it exactly. <laughs> so I always appreciate that. But um, what I was going to say is, um, what was Jesus supposed to come come back? That's what the Christians say. Uh, some of the Christians believe he already has. Was he ever really here in the first place? I suspect he may right, have been right, Satoshi but... Nakamoto. Ooh. Oh, I was... Whoa! Dude, you just... M- Mountaineer. I don't know why your last name's Mountaineer, if that's even your real name. Have you seen but, him uh, climb? <laughs> but I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm into the whole Mountaineer thing, but I'm wondering, could that be your real name? But, uh... But um, we'll we'll have to maybe you can comment on that later. But um, what I was going to say, dude, you totally read my mind because um, I was thinking, yeah, like I, I remember I, I'm not well versed in the Christian stuff, but I heard like, well, he is coming back. And, and so I was wondering, could this like Bitcoin thing like because we're talking so often. Um, so optimistically about it and mm-hmm. talking about all the things it might be able to do uh, mm-hmm. in the future, and it's going to be this salvific uh, force. And so, uh, like, Mountaineer read my mind there, and because I was wondering, like, I mean, I mean, you could take well, it as seriously as you want. And it, it's, uh, in my heart of hearts. Like and, and uh, like, it, it, I'm being a little bit. I'm being a little bit facetious. Yeah. It's not totally. It's not totally. Well, serious, I think it's divinely inspired time, writing. I was wondering. I was wondering, like, could it be? Could it, the Bitcoin Nakamoto thing be the like? Just it triggered my imagination. Is it going to be our savior? Is that uh, is that what you're getting you know, at there? When, yeah, when you were talking so optimistically about it earlier. Um, and I just made some intuitive connections that might be total BS. But I, thank but you, Kadu, for the like, uh, the call tonight. I appreciate it. What were you trying to uh, to get in there? Well, I mean, uh, there's a common belief among Christians that the Bible is divinely inspired writings. Mm-hmm. Now, I honestly, in my heart of hearts, believe that the code of Bitcoin was divinely inspired mm-hmm. writing. Yeah, I'm I, with you. Does, mm. There's a great book that someone sent me in jail called "Thank God for Bitcoin." There, there is something though that uh, 
like folks want to sort of pigeonhole people who speak positively about the potential of cryptocurrency and the blockchain and that kind of thing to like lump them into a cult and sort of you know you guys are you're just true believers in the cryptocurrency and that cryptocurrency is your god i what i have said is this technology it certainly bears the face of my god this technology and has it doesn't the, have a face on it has the potential to do you know like eliminate bureaucracy mm-hmm. and you know uh you know keep governments from murdering more people around the world because yeah. now in order to do that they'd actually have to sell some people on giving them money to go and do it where that's a losing proposition if if the united states government came to every one of you today and was like hey will you give me five thousand dollars each so we can go bomb some people you've never met overseas no not many people would give up five grand to the government to do that voluntarily. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think one of the things that is why Jet keeps talking about the use of certain terms is that people have a religious fervor for government. Yes. yes. They sincerely believe that there is a metaphysical quality that differentiates a government individual from a non-government individual. Like from a mafia don or a mafia gangster. Well, no, a metaphysical quality in the sense that when I shoot people that haven't done anything, it's evil. When they shoot people who haven't done anything, it's good. No, that's what I'm saying. The difference between government gangsters and other gangsters is that quality that right you're talking okay about, yeah yeah where people just don't see those things that are typical gangland activities mm-hmm. as bad they see them as oh this is fine you know oh, not even team. just fine but actively benevolent yeah let's go to uh yeah. robert in south carolina you're on free talk live um yes sir um about a half an hour ago you were talking about whether people should be accused of something and then have to defend prove that they're innocent or whether they should be presumed innocent at the beginning. See, I studied law in Germany, and they use Roman law over there, and I heard that in America, um, you're innocent until proven guilty, whereas in England, you're guilty until proven innocent. And they, they thought in Germany that maybe that boils down to something like the same, because, but I, I, and I don't know if that's really the case. The only cases I can think of, okay, that may generally be the case in Great Britain, but with homosexuals in America in 1953, President Eisenhower declared homosexuals to be perverts, which made them technically illegal, like for maybe the army or something like that. So then they actually they had to prove that they were innocent, and, and, and in effect it was the same thing as in Great Britain. And I was just wondering, is, is, is that considered to be consistent with American law, or, or how is that integrated into the system? I, I, well, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a lawyer, but yeah, as I understand it, one of the maxims of, or maxims of American jurisprudence or whatever is that you're supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. Correct. However, uh, I'm sitting here with an ankle monitor on, and I'm not allowed to leave my house without getting government permission. Our friend nobody can't even speak uh, publicly. He can't even get permission for that. He's just not even allowed to under these ridiculous bail terms. We are being punished Definitely. without ever having seen you know, the inside of a courtroom, which we're not going to see until November of next year. We if haven't then, even seen at all the, the earliest. Yeah, we haven't even seen all the evidence in this particular case yet. So, And we're just one example of a myriad of people who are be- being punished by various different bail conditions and such when they've merely been accused of, in many cases, completely nonviolent, victimless crime. Yeah. So the whole idea of innocent until proven guilty has just you know it's just they pay lip service to it yeah it's necessary for justice but justice is neither their intent nor anything that they want 
No, and if you didn't get uh, your call in tonight, Captain's going to be back here tomorrow for the live Sunday edition of Free Talk Live. So be sure you join him for that. Uh, the phones are open as they always are. There's so much that we can uh, cover. And I really appreciate everybody who called in tonight to join the show. My favorite kind of show where it's just wall to wall. Totally. Phone calls. And we get to hear what you think about whatever is on your mind. Between now and tomorrow night, you can join us online. Head over to freetalklive.com. Join our social media platform. It is not controlled by the big tech companies. So you can express yourself much more freely at social.freetalklive.com. We'll see you. Join liberty-minded voluntarists, anarchists, and libertarians from June 27th through July 3rd for the 6th Annual Fork Fest at Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire. ForkFest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which sold out for the first time in 2021. ForkFest takes place the week after ForkFest, but ForkFest is decentralized, which means that there's no ticket cost and no one is in charge. All you have to do to join the fun is reserve your camping site, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 27th through July 3rd. There's no better place to celebrate Independence Day than around other freedom-loving activists in the Shire. You can find out more at the unofficial website, ForkFest.Party. You can also connect with other attendees on the ForkFest Telegram and Matrix chat rooms, as well as the ForkFest Forum. You can find links to those at ForkFest.Party. We hope to see you there. ForkFest.Party.